Welcome back to another week of the AMB Podcast. It's your boy, Young Tamarack, and my aim is online like AOL. And I'm here with some good people because my people are never not good. Let them know what it is there. Yo, what up? It's your man, Stair, a.k.a. the Finesse Fella, a.k.a. the A from the AMB Podcast. You know how I do. I'm ready to be here and pod with you. Ha-ha, <laughs> I tried. Hey, that, that, that landed? That landed? Nah, you missed a lot of your regular aliases that you normally do. Like, you didn't say Papa Stair. You didn't say uh, him over there, <laughs> over this way. You didn't do the directions. So, I mean, honestly... I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 a little disappointed because usually you know you're 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 on it. I usually have a fumble every now and again, but man, yeah, I was there. Here's what it is. I'm just happy to be here. I'm happy to pot. That's what I look forward to. Well, respect, respect, especially in these uh these these uh uncertain times. You know, I feel like I'm. <laughs> I feel like I just came with you like a Jehovah's Witness, but <laughs> let me stop. Uh, but yeah, like I said, we got some good people here with us today. Uh, we got the homie Lay in the building. Let them know what it is, bro. Hey, man, uh, continuation of last time. Uh, I'm new to this. So I don't really have all the the things coming back like you guys do, like all those cool names and whatnot. Oh, I'm sure you got cool names, bro. <laughs> I'm just like, hey. I feel like that's kind of weird text message. Sorry. Um, but <laughs> um yeah, no, nah, again, like you said, it's a continuation of the uh, last time that we were here a little bit. I feel like, um, you know, we didn't get to really touch all the points that we wanted to when we sat down with you before. Uh, so hopefully we can really sit down and get into uh, a little bit more details about some of the things that you got going on um, outside of you being, you know, a, a graphic designer or, or a, a content curator or a curator of the culture. I don't really know what term I want to use for sure. Um, gotcha. But, you know... A man of many talents. We'll just leave it at that. Just making cool shit. Just don't say Perfect. creator. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, don't say don't say creator. <laughs> but uh, as always, man, how's uh, how's everybody been? Um, you know, these past uh, I guess week or since we actually last saw you, uh, Lay. And I'm oh. I'm doing a better job of not saying uh, Lemmy because I I remember now that it's Lemmy, and so I'm just like I'm trying to. Oh, oh man, and big ups to the Zos too. Wait a minute. Ain't it uh ain't it y'all uh y'all flag day or whatever? It's flag, it is flag day. It hey, Wapcon George. Hey Wapcon George. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to y'all for remembering that. Oh man, I got a few uh, I got a few uh, good friends that are Haitian, so but uh what has um not much is like I well that I'd be lying and said not much has changed since last time we spoke. Say, yeah. But to be honest, like as far as the routine between wifey and I, kind of has maintained the same. I mean, the world is in a crazier space, um, but you know she did a pretty awesome job of like transforming our home to be able to um, cohabit to that. Like she got her own office set up, and then she hooked up, hooked me up with an office set up as well. So we're not driving each other too crazy. So yeah. can't complain. It definitely. Speaking on your your interiors, Kayla, who's our interior design. When we yeah. see your story, she's always like, "Oh my gosh, I like it. like my brother did this in the light." So yeah, y'all definitely doing the damn thing. Hey, shout out to her, bro. The only thing I had control over is the couch. <laughs> so it's a pretty important item, though. Yeah. So well, everything that you see, there's wonderful paintings by her too. But it makes me look sophisticated, so I, I rather enjoy it. That's why I say like, you're ready to be on Sports Center. Like you about to really like give everybody the insight to why LeBron is hooping the way he's hooping. 
from his career. Benny Hanna's, you know, you smashed some shrimp. I think that's what it was. But uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you, Alistair? How how, how you been, man? You, you cool? Um, just chilling. Uh, this week I kind of spent it watching more things on TV, like docs. I watched the it's psychedelic doc on Netflix. I watched the uh, LeBron graduation vid. I just started watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. You know, being all over the Pretty board. Show. Are y'all big anime people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably not as big as Alistair, but I do like watching niggas fuck each other up um, <laughs> from time to time. So yeah. for a little bit, and I'm really sad about that. Yeah, man. Uh, I've been just trying to like. It's been weird because. The one thing I've been telling my homies is that we have all this time in the world, but with all this time, we're still like, I don't have all this time to dedicate towards anything. You know what I mean? Like, right. we, we don't, I don't, I'm not listening to new music like that. I'm not really catching new shows unless it's an anime. Um, I feel like yeah. it's a conscious effort to, to either absorb something. Yeah. And it's weird because I have the time to do it, but I feel way oh, yeah, more selective sure. about my time than when I didn't have the time. That's exactly what I was about to say. I feel like at this point now, like when you decide to do something, it's like, all right, like I'm really about to spend this time doing some shit that like I actually want to do. So like all those other like kind of half-assed decisions where you make to be like, oh, I'm just going to do this like because whatever, mm-hmm. well, I got the time to like kind of kill. We're, cool, we're easy, but like now people invite you to shit. Sometimes you just don't go or you just don't show up or it's just, you don't feel like it, you know? That's true. It is what it is. When this shit's lifted, are y'all are y'all finna pull up right away, or are y'all about to like? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I can't be mean. Nah, 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 wait, wait, nah, nah, lifted nah. and we got the vaccine. Oh yeah, we in there. <laughs> yeah, I feel you on that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't think we can just pop pop out at at the at the party <laughs> just off top. I feel like we gotta. I mean, cause. Uh, are we going to still be wearing masks? Cause I mean, I feel like there's going to be like kind of like a, a shift in like just everyday dressing. I feel like people are going to start wearing masks. It's going to be like, cause I mean, you see me, people are dropping masks at, at this point and as like an accessory almost. So I wouldn't be surprised if that becomes like a real space and um, people are I wearing agree. masks. Yeah. So I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like that's kind of. Just look at Asia. I mean, I, I firmly agree. I think that, you know, that's much like that's that's part of the fashion scene over there, right? Yeah. So I think we're just probably gonna evolve into some version of that. We're gonna look shitty at first, but then after a while, Supreme's gonna drop a <laughs> we're mask. Look shitty at first. <laughs> <laughs> and then Louis V is gonna drop a mask, and then Fear God is gonna drop a mask, and then you know I can't cop the mask for for seven hundred, bro. Like I just, <laughs> I, I can't fade. <laughs> I can't. You say that now. Gucci belt. Like, I, I can't see myself really dropping. I don't know, bro. <laughs> see, I'm different, though. Like, I can't buy most Gucci things, but I, I've decided, like, a belt or wallet is where I can do it. Okay. Like, yeah, most, oh, no, for sure. I agree. I definitely agree. I definitely yeah. agree. But, but nothing I, else besides that. <laughs> yeah, nah. I feel like I couldn't... Um, just drop like all that bread on a plain plain tea like if i had it though like don't get it twisted though like i'd just be like yo all right gucci me out like louis me out but nah it's not really practical with the way my pockets are set up uh, at the present moment um i ain't i ain't you know i ain't broke you know what I'm saying? i ain't poor you know what i'm saying don't get it twisted you know what i'm saying but you i, never I that. got that kind of money 
Nah, I'm just saying. You got you got to let the ladies know. You know what I'm saying? Nah, that's big facts. That's big facts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but um, as for me, shit, I almost skipped myself again too this time, Alistair. Um, yeah, I've been cool, man. Um, just trying to fill that time, the extra time that we that we do have. Um, and just trying to trying to be active. Um, like I was telling Alistair the other day, um, I was recently getting into the arts of learning how to make jollof. So you know. Um, I was with my mom at her restaurant, you know, and she was talking me through some of the steps and, you know, I did a little something here and there. Yeah, she actually has a, a West African uh, little carryout here in, uh, in Laurel. That is fire. I didn't, I, I never knew this. Yeah, damn, boy. Yeah, yeah, nah, she, yeah, she, she, she has a carryout. You got to plug yeah. me up. Like, I got to, I got to do Nah, I, be, I mean, I, I be promoting every now and again, but not like, I don't be like. But yeah, that's what I'm saying. But that's that's also part of like you know what I'm saying me using this time now currently to like really try to to get in my bag on that front. So um, yeah, man, it's the Hunger Tamer in Laurel. I'll get you all the information. Uh, we even got an app too where you can uh, where you can order directly from the app. So, Ooh, this um, is fire, bro. This yeah, is yeah, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. shit I love to see, man. Hey, thank you, thank you, man. Thank you. Black business is beautiful. You know, do you think I, you'll take it over after like when it's all said and done? Um, I mean, we'll see. I feel like. Um, what needs to really happen is I need to really ingrain myself in what's going on with the restaurant, like it, with this carry out on a day to day. And like even knowing how to make some of the basic, you know, meals that need to be prepped, I think would be a, a really big help uh, in the event that like, you know, she just don't want to, you know, do something or she wants to go hang out with her grandchildren, grandchildren for the day, whatever the case may be. Right, but right. um, yeah, I mean, and if that eventually transitions into, you know, me, learn how to like, you know, run the books and everything that I mean, so be it. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to, to learning no new skills. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I can, I can potentially see it happening though. I mean, it makes sense. Why wouldn't you want to keep your family business, you know, in your family? So great question. Like, man, how are you interviewing me, dog? Come on, man. Hey, hey man, Th- that was, bro, I've been huge on the whole like wealth and cause you know, Carol and I, I mean, Mong Lin and I have been, um, looking at, houses <laughs> yeah that's, that's my bad it's a fumble yeah. but uh we've been looking at houses just you know drink, daydreaming about like all right what's the plan what's what are we gonna do how, how should we go about it and you know she's way better at it than i am mm-hmm. and she's been finding a lot of nice places and it's been you know just i just reflect like i wish my parents were in a situation where they could pass their crib on to me and but mm-hmm. they're not and yeah you know we're going to have to be the ones to start establishing that for your family. Yeah, Yeah, man. But I mean, that's lit as hell as you're thinking that way, man. And damn. (sighs) Yeah. But it's lit as hell as you're thinking (laughs) that way for sure, bro. And I feel like even like with me, like, I feel like something that was always preached to me, like growing up was like, all right, whenever like you do get old enough, like make sure you like, you know, you buy like something, you know what I mean? In terms of like where you're going to live. And not that there's anything wrong with renting. Cause I mean, shit, like it's obviously it's something that, millions of fucking people do right you know not even just in the united states you know what i'm saying so it's a it's a there's nothing wrong with it but it was always just kind of like the the idea of like ownership was like always like really like pushed like and i never even realized it and as i got older hearing all these people like say when you get on instagram people are like you know um you know invest in like you know stocks and bonds and like uh make sure you know you're buying your houses and you know your real estate's an investment but like never realizing I was always getting those lessons. So, I mean, I just think it's dope that, you know, you're at the point of, you know, realizing that that's what you want to do for like you and yours moving forward. I mean, that's only going to make the next generation better. So big ups Great to up. you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, but after all of that, uh, 
that uh, that great motivational uplifting um, talk. Alistair, can you hook us up with the uh, with the top five for this week? Top five, top five, top five. Yeah, I got you. This week we're gonna do top five gaming consoles. Lovely toy that you always wanted for Christmas. Maybe you got it at a different time. Maybe you got it from a yard sale. It can be handheld or the actual console. So anybody want to start? If not, I can. Uh, go for it, man. Yeah, go for it. All right, cool, cool. Off top, I got to put the PSP in there. Uh, even though I didn't have a memory card for it. Uh, <laughs> wow, so that must have been tough. Have to restart. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, or just not turn it off. I'd have to put the N64. Just because that was what I grew up playing at when I would always go up to New York to go visit my cousins. I'd have to put the Xbox 360 because when they had the party chat, it used to go crazy. Uh, I'd have to put the GameCube. And last mm. night, I'm going to have to put uh, the Game Boy Color because that was the first thing I got when I was a kid. Like, that was like, solid ass choices. A solid, solid list, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of mine are, well, a few of mine are probably going to pull from your list, but um, I'm actually going to go, not in any particular order, uh, the Sega Genesis. Um, I feel like that was a uh, super fire. Uh, Ninja Turtles was was so fire on that, John. I don't know if anybody else played it, but crazy. Um, I'm going to have to agree with you on the PSP. I thought that was like one of the craziest handheld gaming devices. Um, and I mean, you also can get the internet on it. So like, wow, super wow. <laughs> Um, Very glorious time. <laughs> 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 right. I, that's why I just left it as super wild, but exactly. Um, shoot the uh, the Game Boy Advance actually. Um, I like the I like the build of it. That's just me personally. I like how they went from the, the forward to the sideways, and it was dope. But but they didn't have a light in the background, so you couldn't play it in your car in the dark. So that was kind of one of the flaws. Then the SP came out, and then they added the light. Right. Um, definitely N64. Mario Party used to go up on that jump. So if you got you and all your cousins, y'all playing that, super lit. Add pizza, fun time, no matter what. Um, and where am I? Well, last but not least, uh, you know what? Because it's a better gaming console, the PS4. It's not better for communicating with your friends, but in terms of uh, gameplay, it's better than uh, the Xbox. So that's my list. It's fireless. Y'all, y'all, y'all did it again. <laughs> you know, you make uh, lists every week. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to have to pull from some of y'all's because, like, yeah, the PSP is a classic, cause especially because I didn't really get shit like, like that back in right. the day. I think I was, like, probably, like, sixth grade when they came out. Mm-hmm. And I, was, I told my dad, like, yo, I need a PSP. Can I get a PSP for my birthday? Because I don't really get birthday gifts like that. And then he was like, yeah, sure. And then my brother's like, you're not getting it. Like, you know, dad never gets anything. That he's oh, damn, your brother's a hater. <laughs> yeah. He, that's why the PSP was such more, so much more satisfied. Because, like, I actually got it. And my brother was yeah. like, wait, you got it? And it came with Spider-Man 2. I had Ooh. no game on there, really. So all I did was watch Spider-Man 2 all day. So I figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> so I figured out the internet, and then like yeah. you said, I was, a, I was a middle school kid with access to the internet. It was kind of crazy. It was some crazy times. So yeah, no, nah, it definitely gets it gets wild. <laughs> um, the original PlayStation, because like, yo, back in the day, my cousin used to work for Blockbuster, so he found a way to um burn all the games. 
and then you could play the games on the PlayStation. He modified them. So we he pretty much was like, give me two, three dollars and you can get any game that's on Blockbuster. So we literally had like a library of like over 200 games. Because we the games we we never we've got games we never played. I never played. I can. I would have done the same thing. I I know. So every Whoa. game that came out, bro, we we never bought. We just got. I only bought one game. It was Crash Team Racing. But other than that, every game was like burnt. That shit was crazy. So was he like doing it from a computer, or do you? Yeah, do you know, from a computer. Yeah. Holy shit! Yeah, Damn, that's guy, fucking lit. My guy is not working for like the Pentagon right now, so. Yeah. As he should mm. be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, PlayStation. Yeah. Um, after the PlayStation, uh, I'll go PS5. I mean, PS4. I wish PS5. Um, PS4, because I'm not going to lie, it's been saving my life during quarantine. I've been heavy, heavy on the Destiny wave. I know everyone hates Destiny. It's like, fuck Destiny. It's just gay, but like, I'm sorry for it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love it. I'm not going to lie. I just got this new sniper and I've been kind of going crazy. Um, I'm mad at you. So that's three. Uh, I think that's three. Game Boy Advance SP, because it's another one where I never intended to give it, but like someone, a family member came from out of state and left theirs. And oh, they're, the yeah, those joints big wow. time come out. That's the thing that you find you'd be like, yeah. No. He, <laughs> he had a baseball game on there, so I was trying to play, and I was like, man, I'm fucked with baseball, so. I need to get Pokemon. Shit, Fire Red and Leaf Green came out. Pop, pop the Leaf Green, pop that bitch in there, and I put over like 200 hours into Pokemon Leaf Green. Shit, it's crazy. Um, When you had time, for real. Yeah. <laughs> Not this Corona time, but real time. Real dog. time. Bro. Real time. Son. And I was sad because someone got me for that joy, too. Same like, thing happened in my PSP, bro. So, I mean. All I got got for my PSP, too, by my neighbor. No, bro. that was probably one of the most commonly stole items in high yeah. school. I, I promise you. Bro, I was going to beat my neighbor's ass, but then my parents kept telling me not to do it. Like, Wait, your neighbor did it? My neighbor did it. We found out, and I was going to kill Like, I was going to kill him, but then <laughs> my parents were like, nah, don't do it. And they were like, they traveled a lot, so I never got to see them around. But like, when I did see them, I was plotting so heavy, and my parents were like, just don't go over there. So, yeah, that's just, it's just bring back bad memories. But uh, I think it was oh, I it. PS4, um, PSP, PlayStation, Game Boy Advance, SP. Game Boy Advance, SP. Uh, you only need one more. I need one more. GameCube, yeah. GameCube. Oh, I, I forgot about GameCube from my list. GameCube was an amazing game. System, yeah, bro. bro. Amazing. Flaw, people flawless. used to hate on GameCube, though, bro. Nah, well, a lot of people right. hate on GameCube. They they didn't know any better. They're haters, bro. Super Smash? Like, what are you saying? Super Smash, me? Mario Sunshine. Bro, everything. Uh, yeah, bro. They, they did not Adventure. miss. Yeah, they, 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 they had great games. Probably, yeah. like, the best games. Well, at least, like, the well, yeah, the most fun games, the best games. Facts. I mean, in my opinion, but... I don't know, depending on who you ask, people used, to, people used to make fun of me and be like, oh, that's a, that's a little kid system. I'd be like, what? Yeah, they used to talk shit about me too. But like, you was lit. You see all these niggas playing on the Switch and playing Smash now? Those were all quiet back in the day. Back in the day, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They made this, the Switch a little sexy and everybody's like, oh, I can get down with that. I can get yeah. down with the, with the with the two handhelds. But to transition, man, uh, like like we said, we had you here uh, not too long ago. Um, and, you know, we got to hear... Uh, a little bit about you and, uh, you know, your relationship with uh, with Monglin. Um And we wanted to actually hear the story of how you proposed, because I know I saw photos of it uh, online, and it looked like a very joyous occasion um, where not even just you guys were happy, other people were <laughs> happy too. 
So yeah, just go ahead. Get- you jumped out of plane and was like skydiving down. So is that true? No, no, hey, no. But you know what? It's, it's I'm glad y'all y'all brought this up because me and her just got into a big fight right before getting on this. So like me talking about the proposal in earshot of her is probably we'll like, definitely make things better. <laughs> well, hey, if you need me, if you need me to sing some neo, bro, I got you, bro. Nah, man, nah, nah. <laughs> The, the ring is definitely a crazy story because, like, so I knew from the jump that I didn't want to do a diamond ring. So I knew off top, I was like, I don't, I don't it's special. I, like, it, mean, it needs to mean something to me. And especially if I'm the one who's deciding it, I ultimately, like, I have to fall in love with it, which is, I know is kind of, kind of ironic. But, you know, then I started, like, falling in love with doing her birthstone because, you know, I just... Like, you know, she's a blessing into my life, and I really wanted to, like, really hone in on the value that she brought to me and understanding that her life is worth everything to me, right? So, as, as, so it only makes sense to, like, say, like, you, you know, this thing that, you know, she, she dreads her birthday, and, like, the one thing that she hates is, like, something that, because she was born, was able. I'm able to have the blessing of her in my life, right? So I was like, all right, boom, first one. That's what I've decided it is opal. So I started doing some research into opals, and then my, you know, my boy Rich and I, shout out to Rich Bros. Um, I was like, look, man, you got to design the ring. Like, you and I have to create it from scratch. So then um, there was like, we didn't completely make it from scratch, but we we made this one ring. And it was super fire. It was a black Australian opal. It was a gold ring. And it had like diamonds surrounding it, like a flower. And then um, I was like, bet this joint, no one's ever seen something like this. And it was crazy, blah, 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 blah. And then um, she she mentioned in passing, she was like, yo, I don't, whatever you do, make sure it's not a gold ring. In my head, I was like, I don't really care what you said because I, <laughs> I'm the one who's doing it and you have to wear whatever I decide. But then as I started to mature a little bit, I was like, well, she is going to want, she's, I want to give her something that she's going to be proud to wear. wear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, bro. So I hit up Rich and I was like, yo, we we need a new ring, man. <laughs> and he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We need a new ring. I was like, bro, we need a new ring. But you know what? The thing, one thing I love about him, he was like, all right, say less. If it's got to be perfect, bro. Like it's not even a thing. Damn, so, real friends. Yeah, that ring got flipped, and then um, so we were starting from scratch. And you know, she like she said, the one thing she wanted was either silver or white gold. So I was like, all right. Now that I know that, now let's go gemstone hunting. So then we started going gemstone. Like Rich and I were going gemstone hunting. He would go like like. It was just crazy. Like every time that I would have to like go look at different gemstones at a different place, I would have to like lie to her and be like, oh, I'm going to the studio or hey, I'm going to do this. And then we would have dates because we'd be dedicated Saturdays or date days. And usually that's my time free to go, you know, try and do shit. Yeah. And then what ended up happening was just like we would constantly get into fights where she was like, bro, you know what? F it. Like it just got into that, like, you don't make time for me thing. Like, she Damn. she had a point where she was like, I don't even, you know, dates or whatever. I don't care anymore. Like that, then we were getting to that territory. And in the back of my head, like the funny thing is, I would get into these big time fights, but in the back of my head, I'm like, little do you know, 
when I'm out here trying to do, do it for you. <laughs> right. And like, I'm not, a, I don't really lie well, to be honest with you. Like, I, so I've tried to pride myself on being honest. So I'd rather not lie to you. I'd rather just not tell you anything or right. like, purposely leave information out. Um, and so it, it, it was really like, like really hard for me to keep that kind of a secret. Like I'm doing this whole process right now of getting this ring done. But um, unfortunately, her aunt was um, beginning to fall ill. And I was like, okay, her aunt is very dear to both of us. And I want to make sure I have this ring ready before her aunt unfortunately passes. Right? We kind of saw that coming up on the horizon. So then I was like, yo, bro, I need this ring. Do you think we can get it by Christmas Eve? Right? He's like, all right, bet we got to be on it now. So we went. We were going heavy on the gemstone hunting, and then he he's out in Cali, and he finds one, and he hits me up and says, "Yo, I think I got it." I was like, "Bro, you know, I trust you, whatever, whatever." And then he facetimes me and he sends me a picture, and it's like this fire ass, beautiful black opal, which is not really black; it was more pinkish. And I was like, "All right, bet we got the ring." I'm geeked. I'm like, "All right, let's go." And then I started designing what the ring would look like, and we're like, "All right, bet, bet, bet." And then, like, two months go by, and we haven't heard anything. And mind you, I already paid. Like, as soon as he showed me the ring, I sent him the money, and he mm-hmm. paid for it. So then, yeah, like, we're not hearing anything. And come to find out, um, someone else had bought the ring. I mean, bought the stone. But they didn't notify us. So we were over here, like, trying to get hold and trying to get this gemstone. But someone else outpaid for the gemstone. So I was like, what the fuck, blah, blah, But Damn. By, by this time, I think we're well into, like, October. And we're trying to get this ring done by December. So, like, I didn't even, I was like, get the money. Cool. We need, like, we need to hunt down this gemstone. So then I'm out here hunting for this gemstone. And he's hunting. And then he randomly just go to Mexico for, like, a vacation right and while he's out there on a tour guide uh he's on a tour and they're doing they're passing by this mountain and then the tour guide talks about how like this mountain is known for having these fire opals and you know these are these are chances bro and then he's like all right get me off the tour literally (laughs) use the tour joint and meets up with the dealer an opal dealer that's in these mountains and, you know, because he is a jeweler, he has connections and stuff like that. Yeah, so he's, yeah, like, yeah. he's out there, he's hitting me up. He's like, yo, bro, I think I got to like, say, don't even show me. I trust you. Get the joint. And then he show, shows me it. And it's like this beautiful, like, pink, fiery opal. I'm like, all right, bet. We got the opal. We got it. It feels good. Now we're on to the designing process and we're designing. Mind you, this... When he does this, I think we're in November at this point. So, like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about I have, like... Deadline. Yeah, I have, like, two weeks to design this ring, get this ring done, and boom. And pretty much the uh, the person who's casting the ring and making the ring for us is like, yeah, I can have this done on Christmas Eve. Like, it'll be done and ready to pick up Christmas Eve, so you need to come pick it up Christmas Eve. So I was like, shit, all right, cool. So, um... You know, I, I'm like, all right, how am I going to lie to her and do all these other things to, like, get the mm-hmm. ring? So I'm trying to set up um, getting this ring. And then it's crazy. Like, we were with her aunt maybe, and I can't remember, it was a night or two nights before. And she was like, we had to 
the plan was um I was gonna propose to her at the big Christmas our Christmas celebration because we had we were, all the family would be here. I had this whole speech about like you know you've been part of the family for so long. It's, now it's time to make it official and all this other thing. I was just going over it in my head. And um, two nights before the aunt, her aunt knew she was like she had the feeling that I was gonna propose. I didn't tell her anything, but she just knew. She was like because um, Marlene had invited her to the Christmas thing, um, and she was like, "Yeah, I'll come because I know you're gonna do something special." She said that too um, in front of us. And then I've been like telling her like she's not going to get proposed to. Like she, I really kind of Why? Because like, because it was a situation where like, you know, when you get to a relationship with someone for so long, you start to get mm-hmm. into that territory of like, when you guys get married, when you guys get married. And then for sure. that once that pressure starts to build up, I started letting her know like, look, no, I'm gonna do it on my terms. I'm not gonna let no one tell me what to do. You gonna get it when you go get it, and whatever, mm-hmm. whatever. But Plus, still, shock and wow, it's like, yeah, he got to enjoy that. That's right. I, the, man, the element of surprise is something that I had Rob went to me one time during the course of this whole ring story. But I left that part of the story out. But yeah, someone did ruin the first initial ring thing, but. That's also a reason why I was just like, nah, not gonna tell you when things happen. Or like, I, I would purposely like lead her straight, right? So then her all said that, and then I was like, oh damn, all right, bet. But again, I'm playing it cool. Like I don't know what she's talking about, whatever, whatever. And then um, that morning, uh, her aunt went to dialysis, and then literally, as I'm getting the call for like, yo, the ring is done, we literally got the call that she had passed. And then I was like, fuck, you know, like everything shut down and all my family members like, so what are you going to do? I'm like, bro, I don't know. And some people were like, well, you can still do it. Maybe it'll like offset the, the day. I'm like, nah, I can't do that. Like, yeah, her, her aunt is too important to not only her, to me too. That that woman really embraced me, you know, like being, you know, being interracial is one thing for Americans, but for foreign Folks, it's a whole other thing. It's a whole other yeah. thing, and she's never thought like the moment I've entered her presence, she's been nothing but like loving and nurturing to me. So, so as a woman that I hold with the utmost respect, I was like, yeah. "Look, I can't. This day is deserving of her. You know what I mean? I could not rob Marlon of that time." And um, but man, once you have a ring in your hand. It is the most stressful time of your life, bro. I had so many dream, like dreams. I was getting robbed, bro. I, I had, I carried wow. the ring all me the whole entire time because I was just like, I can't jinx it. Nothing will happen. Can't let her find it. But I, I knew where I could hide. I hid it in plain sight. Like I hid it literally in my um my bag that she like organizes and puts up on the shelf, or whatever. But she doesn't go in it. Cause she's always annoyed at me being like messy and she's like, go put your back, go put your back. So I know she wasn't going to go through it. So I just, that's where I would kind of hide it in plain sight. But when I never, whenever I left the house, I was carry on me. Cause I was like, bro, I don't know what happened, bro. Every, like I was literally in the mall. I was like, Oh, someone's going to come out the car. They're going to rob me. Oh, I'm going to walk into this store. Someone's going to jump wow. me. And you know, like, I don't have these thoughts. Of <laughs> oh, <shit>. <laughs> but just the idea that, because I have this ring, I've now attracted every possible thief every in predator. the world. Yeah. yeah. Everybody. Uh, it's on me. <laughs> but um, it was crazy. Like, so then I started, like, I started playing these other different dates, right? Like, I asked her to be my girlfriend January 6, 2012. So I was like, all right, let's do January 6. Like, it's 
client paying back to that. But then at a certain point, I was like, man, I'm kind of exhausted, bro. I just want to get this shit over with. I've been lying for so long. I just need to, I just kind of need to do this. And then my sister was like, so we were all going out New Year's Eve. And I just had the ring on me and my sister looks at me and says, no, it's the time. I was like, wait, what? And she was like, yeah, it's the time. I was like, are you sure? And she said, yeah, I know. And I was like, okay, fuck it. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so I carry the ring on me. And I'm like, oh man, when am I going to do this? I just don't even know. And then we get down to the lobby of our apartment, like, because everyone was pregaming here. And then I'm like nervous. I didn't think I'd be nervous. But Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, what's happened? And then my sister started drunkenly singing um, Usher and Wale. If there's a question of my. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> and everyone's looking at her like, what's, what? <laughs> what's good with her? And then Molly's like, yo, yo, these people are drunk. That's all oh, they're asking. They ask her to take a picture. And so she's taking a picture of them. And then I go behind her and I kick down on one knee. And then she turns around. And then, yeah, like that's kind of what happened. We were just surrounded by our friends. And honestly, my mind is kind of hazy of what all that happened because I'm just. You were high off the Yeah, the, I was like, mood, what, yeah. Is, what is happening? And then. I, she tells me all the time that I, I almost put it on the wrong finger and I believe it. I don't even remember. Like that part, I blocked off all, everything after this. But like, yeah, that's... And to be honest, bro, I think um, what made it even stronger was that like I really believe that woman believed in our relationship. And I felt like her... Because the, the, the properties of Opal is the healing stone. And there's a lot of spiritual mm-hmm. property in that. I really think that was her way of like okay, I feel secure. You've taken care of my baby girl. Like, I trust you. You're hers now. And here's my blessing. Like, I really think that stone carries that, that, um, that's that energy. And, uh, and now it's just like, yes, it's crazy story, but like, yeah, it, it, if anything, I think it's the biggest like symbol of our relationship. Like, all the hoops and all the on and offs and like one thing at some moments going right. And the next thing, you know, it's a left turn. And then I just, the story is as crazy as what we've been through. And that's why it means that much more. That was, that was truly a, a, a dope ass story though, man. Um, I honestly, um, I feel you on the whole being nervous thing though, um, of leading up to it, even though you kind of know she's going to say yes. Like, yeah. I feel like, especially, like, for you, you knew, like, she was going to say yes. I feel like uh, he knew, because not everybody knows they're going to say yes. Yeah. At Ruby Awakening, she always Wait, said it first. No, but here's the thing. That's something that always bothers me, because, like, I feel like in any relationship, it's not like we didn't talk about marriage, right? That's what I was about to say. I feel like y'all talked about it. Yeah, I feel like in any relationship, you hit a certain point where you're like, these are the things we want for ourselves, so therefore you start having, like, I couldn't fathom not knowing my significant other we didn't talk about marriage we didn't talk about the future and then all of a sudden be like boom <laughs> yeah let's, let me propose like that sounds nutty to me uh, you'd be surprised no, so. you're right. you're right. let, me not, let me not catch judgment you're right everybody's a little different but yeah man i feel like yeah, I feel like you just if you if you don't do what you just described, like having that conversation, you're literally walking into like a buzzsaw, especially if you're gonna do like a big like public yeah, uh, like you know, reveal for like the whole, you know, proposal thing. Um yeah, I feel like 
I just feel like how can you just how do you miss so bad on something like like that? You know, <laughs> you know what it is though. Actually, now that we're saying that, yeah, Carol and I talk about this all the time. A lot of people get married because it's a way to save their relationship, as a, not as opposed to a way to further it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like people feel people like, do that with kids too. Why would a marriage save your relationship? Bro, I don't because it's know. a celebration of your union and your love. I feel like you're just getting more entrenched in the relationship that's already not very, <laughs> very great. Well, you know, uh, the, the stigma usually is like the man is like, now he's hanging up his robes or like he's done, he's retiring. So it's like, yeah. he might have fucked up and like now he needs to get back his girl with a grand gesture of showing her like, Yo, I'm in it for That's real. you the it's one, like, babe. Yeah, and then all he I does need. it. And then he's miserable for the rest of his life. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That's it. Well, I mean, yeah. nah, I mean, I, I feel like a lot of dudes complain about marriage. But I mean, I feel like you complain about a lot of things in your life anyway. You know, it's just like you complain about work. You know, you complain about your kids. Like, it's just a part of being a person, you know. Right, and right, I'm, right. I'm sure that most people try not to be involved in things that don't bring them joy or where they can't remember the joy that they initially had or the, the feeling they got from something initially. So, um, yeah, shout out to, to, to your relationship guys, man. You guys are the coolest. When I, when I grow up, I can't wait to be like you guys. Um, um, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm lying. <laughs> like I always say, Bryce, I can't wait for the girl that is, the 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 Mrs. Tamarack, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. The Mrs. Shit. Tamarack, yeah. Mrs. Tamarack, yeah, I like that. I like that the sound of that actually. Oh man, he's gonna be brand new for at least six months though. What? For at least Nate, six Nate months. Bryce right now is brand new. <laughs> Bryce, <laughs> you said I'm, you said I'm brand new. Wow, oh, I ain't never seen you act like this on the podcast before, on, Alistair. Wait, wait. <laughs> I ain't never seen you act like this on the podcast before. This is crazy. This is beyond me. <laughs> Let me stop. Uh, but to to keep keep things rolling forward. Um, oh, but again, congratulations on y'all. You know, and, and y'all matrimony and, and y'all coming together. Um, Thanks, very man. beautiful. Um, and I like how you brought up the interracial uh, dating part because I didn't want to be the person to say something about you know, people's <laughs> skin color. So thank you. No, it's a thing. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you for that as well. It's definitely a thing. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I don't know why at this point. Like, like, are, is it the fact that people are like surprised or like they're just like super against like two people who happen to be different colors being together? I just don't see the big deal, honestly. And it's a written code, air quotes, like, bro. Like, you oh, know, be this. It's always been like this, so we need to do it like this still. People don't think I'm pro-black, bro. People actually. Fundamental, like there are some people out there that don't believe I'm pro-black because I'm choosing. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let's ask you a question. All oh, right. Yeah. Do you watch Insecure? Yeah, I do. Oh, let's go. Okay. <laughs> I was wrong. I didn't think you would no, like Insecure. No, I didn't number. think you would like Insecure. I just feel like yeah. yeah. I, I mean, just feel like, yeah. before I answer, like, give me context, like. No, no. So literally, uh, we were. He was like, "Yo, do you want to talk about insecure on the podcast with um with 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 Lay?" And I was like, "I just feel like Lay doesn't really." I, 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 damn it! I did it again. I feel like I feel like <laughs> like Lay doesn't really watch uh, insecure. I just feel like it's. Yeah, I feel like it doesn't. It, it doesn't appeal to him. Woman in his household. So therefore, and when he said that, I was kind of like, "Okay, well." Yeah. So I was. I was like. 
Insecure, the first season was cool to me. Like, I was like, oh, this is a great POV. I think it's a great show nonetheless. Mm-hmm. But, like, it exhausts me. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like, it's like women doing women things. <laughs> and, and, like, I see it and I've, like, I've lived on the other side of women doing these reckless decisions. And it's like, bruh, this is... This is nonsense. <laughs> and then it'd be like, it, yeah, a lot of these things don't have to go the way that they're going. N- no, not at all. Sometimes, yeah. But it's real. But like, I appreciate it. But yeah, my girl totally loves it, and as a result, like, see, I, I, you, I, you watch I, I watched it today. Honestly, like, are you are you team Molly or are you team Issa? So here's the like, I kind of. I kind of was fucking with Molly on this most recent. It's because you're an artist. That's why. <laughs> no. Not so here's my thing. Like, I'm I'm generally team Issa as far as like I'm team Lawrence first. But like, I'm generally team <laughs> Team Issa versus Molly because Molly be bugging crazy. But when Molly was Molly did bug out at the event, that's some bullshit. She should have got slapped. Dead ass. But like the moment where it, you know, she's really respecting this new relationship and for her to be like, yo, I, I kind of don't want to cross that boundary. And Issa took it as like, you don't fuck, you don't want to support me. And I think that was a very selfish Issa decision, like a very selfish Issa way of thinking. And yeah. Yes, it, it was. Um, but it also was kind of like, Molly has always been the friend that's been like, up. Uh, Right. And like, yeah. for the most part, Issa's life's been kind of fucked up. And Issa's, you know, really trying to turn around and at least sure. behave in, 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 a, in a different way. And I feel like her, you know, putting together this block show, she's been putting her all into this, trying to get it lined up the right way. She even made friends with her, with somebody who's dating her ex. You know what I mean? For the sake right. of her putting together this, 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 uh, this event. And, you know, she's at the last leg of it. She's pretty much right there on the cusp. You know what I mean? And she finds out, oh, I need assistance to, to book another act. You reach out to, you know, your your ride or die. It's supposed to be your your friend. Like, regardless of your friend is, like, you know, mad at you or whatever, you know. Because I feel like that definitely plays a factor into it. I feel like the new relationship is a great cover-up for that. But, I mean, you know, it just, they just happen to be there. They're, they're great, convenient excuses. Well, I don't want to label it as excuses, but it's convenient for her to be able to be like, yo, I got this new relationship. I don't want to be asking favors of my, of my new man. You know what I mean? But my real beef was her... Was her getting mad about her asking Nathan? She no, was, yeah, that, so I was just like, so I didn't watch that episode. I only heard that episode because I was playing PS4. <laughs> I heard that through the TV. So, uh, granted, that's probably why I'm Team Molly because, like, if I saw that episode, I'd probably react differently. Because, yeah, I think she was totally uh, out of line yeah. for all that behavior, like of the event. That was that's not the way to go. Matter of fact, let me say, pre that episode, I was Team <laughs> Team Molly. After that episode. Welcome yeah. to welcome to TV. Okay. I was Team Molly too, so yeah. But I no, I do think though, as, as much as you're like it's a cover up. Yeah, I do agree that their relationship was already trending downwards, and you know Molly was trying to reach out to Issa, but Issa kept brushing her off, and then she kind of was like, "Look, block party." Yeah, it's kind of like, "Yo, you're my man's, but like you haven't even been investing that much into our relationship right now." That's cool, and I, I respect what you're doing, but understand that I'm really serious about this one dude, and I'm really I'm known to fuck up my relationships. Like I'm a habitual fuck up my relationship person, and this one person is actually like working out for me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, bro. Being on the like again, I was almost joking about once you get a uh, a lady, you're gonna be six months of being brand new. Like 
being sure. being having a fiance, bro, it really like flattens everything. Like it, anything that happens in my life, and it's like, does is this gonna affect her in the positive way or affect her in a negative way? If this is gonna affect her in a negative way, I can't fuck with it. It almost like eradicates so many decisions and simplifies my life in so many different ways. So I can only imagine now that you're older, like they're they're in their mid-30s or young 30s and they're trying to get a relationship that's going to hopefully lead into a marriage. I can only, I can see where you're at a state where like, bro, I'm looking to settle down. I'm not trying to fuck this up. I'm trying to really level out my priorities. And if you're my man, you should be able to see that. Like if you're really my man, you should know how invested I am in this relationship. But I feel like, I feel like just to play the other side, I feel like sure. Lisa never... Like once once Molly said that, it's like, all right, I'm not gonna put you in a position where you need to ask this nigga, and then it's awkward, and it's like, oh, I'm yeah. doing me a favor. I'm gonna go to my friend, yeah, Nathan, and he's gonna go to his friend Andrew, and then I got the artist, and then right. I feel like it's like as long as I'm going around you and I'm not affecting your relationship exactly. Yeah. Shit, like I don't feel like she. she yeah, no, I agree with you. That, that's where I. That's why I stopped agreeing with Molly. Like once that situation, that last yeah, episode like, before this last one. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. <laughs> here's here's what I'm gonna say. Look, whenever Molly has fucked up one of her relationships, it hasn't been because she's been asking for a favor for Issa. So I just feel like it's always been like things that Molly had complete control over. You know what I mean? And in this mm-hmm. situation, she has control over it again to just be like, hey, you know, um, you know, Issa's been putting together the block party. I feel like I told you about it. She, you know, she's fucking up. She can't really find an artist. You know, I think you can help her out. You got to connect with so-and-so. I just feel like that that's not one of those things that puts a strain. Like, it, it'd, be, it'd be wild if Andrew was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you would ask me for a favor to, to get here, an artist for your friend. But like, here's, where, here's where you're not acknowledging that Issa's fucked up so much in the past. Where like things that she she doesn't stay say committed to things that she's done, things don't necessarily fall through. So it's very much a situation where Molly's like, I don't really believe that you're gonna follow through in this situation. And if yeah, I go fair. ahead and ask my man and my man goes ahead and calls his favor for you to not come through, mm-hmm. then now you put me in a situation. Cause I don't even believe that you're. Yeah, that's still more dirt. Cause how are you gonna be my friend? Yeah, that's real. That's real. Like, nah, but that's real though. Like I don't really I mean, think business gonna go nowhere. So I'm gonna just be like, nah, we ain't gonna. Yeah, that's like saying like that's I mean, you I'm obviously cool. have friends that you hit up like when you like probably need certain things or you know they could, they'll answer at a certain you know what I mean. So like right. there's nothing wrong with that. That's just knowing you. Know what I'm saying your personnel, the people that you know that you're that you're involved with. Yeah. So I I, I definitely I didn't even think about it that way though. Honestly, that's very fair. Yeah, I, I I agree. Yeah, Molly was definitely wild when she started popping off at her show because you're not gonna do that on the biggest day of my life. Like I'm not. <laughs> you're not gonna. She should have like, like, stole her. Yeah, I would. I, would I, I, thought, I thought she was. I thought she was. Nah, they weren't gonna let it come to blows. They weren't gonna let it come no. to blows. That would have been crazy if they allowed that in the show, though. I would have been like, damn, this well, is really lit. Speaking of networks and uh, friends, Lay, you are a part of. The AIM Society, I believe it's it's called. Correct, correct. Would you like to speak more on on that and tell the folks who that is? Uh, the AIM Society, it's I, I, it's a, a collective of creative individuals who have come together to like really explore their creative fields, right? So we have uh, producers, we have uh, videographers, we have artists. We just really just a collective of 
and I'm using the term collective now because we have gone through many transitions. Like at first we were identifying ourselves as an agency, we're identifying, but then like as the more we've gone over the years, we realized the reason we were all, we're all friends, right? At the crux of it all, we're all friends. And really we came together to further our own, like our agendas, not necessarily to provide a service to anyone else. So I recognize, like we all recognize at a certain point, like, when we started doing business and bringing in clients and stuff like that, it really muddied what we were trying to achieve. So as of right now, we're more of a, a collective that works on sharpening each other's skills and push each other forward. And in that process, you know, you have a label, we have a studio space, we have, it, it wears multiple hats because there's multiple endeavors that are within it. And we're all trying to help each other's endeavors. Stoke, stoke. Wow. Yeah, I feel like you maximize the benefit when you uh, when you have like so many things that you that you offer. Um, but I mean, I guess how did you guys get to to that point? Like, what I guess what went into you guys having you know a studio um, or having a, a creative space where you guys actually go and work on sharpening your skills? Um, it started off with like me and my cousin. Uh, he was a DJ, and I was like, I would design his flyers and like you know sneak into his clubs and parties and shit like that back in mm-hmm. high school and then we were like yo we need to get a camera because uh, we'd be popping and so he buys our camera he spends like stack on the camera and we decided like oh we're gonna just go around take pictures and do videos and then that led to us getting like gigs we we're doing like proms and certain shits like that and we're like Oh, oh, we can make some money. Yeah, we can make some money. But then, you know, secretly his passion was really music and he really wanted to focus on um, his uh, career in music. So he went to school to become an engineer. And through that, we were just like, all right, well, what if we were able to sustain ourselves? Like if we did all our stuff internally, so then we started adding pieces from here, adding pieces from there. And eventually, you know, AIM has looked like so many different things over the years because like certain members joined, certain members fall off. Um, but we got to a space where we're like, we added this, um, we became friends with this producer named Cap. Were, you might be familiar because he's in Tamara. I, I know Cap. Yeah. And well, so no, I'll Cap. We, uh, we, we need up. capital. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, we pulled up to his, his mom's crib and they had a basement. And then Carl just was like, yo, we could turn your mom's basement into a studio. And we just known Cap for like two weeks. And he was like, well, okay, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and then we built us a studio in his mom's basement, like pouring like thousands of dollars into it. And like soundproof did, did all of the made a booth that all so this is really time. brick by brick essentially like y'all like building like this very first studio yeah and then um shit we were we were doing it but then we realized we couldn't like have so much traffic coming in and out of cap's mom's crib like <laughs> that's kind of wild right um, and so we ended up um our homie who was my barber got a barbershop and he was like look man i trust y'all support y'all y'all are my homies like, I want to look out for you. I have this space. It's not being used. Use the bot, our basement, and I'll charge you this much. And so we, we turned it. At first, it was just a photo studio because we were still at Castle uh, Mom's crib. But then eventually, we converted into a full studio setup. And then, you know, he's been rocking with us ever since. And then when he moved the barbershop, we were able to move with him to the new space and rebuild it again. So we're on our third studio now. But, um, yeah. Uh, Bryce, you went over crazy. I ran into like 
getting a haircut from Tata. And he's like, yeah, I got a studio downstairs. You come check it out. I said, yes. I've been, I've been to the studio and I mean, I've seen it and I was, I've always been thoroughly impressed uh, that that was just literally located right there, like mm-hmm. on 29. And I was just like, yo, when did this get here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but it's not something you would know unless like, you know, you know. So, right. but yeah, man, it's, it was definitely a super dope space. Um, I thought it was was super cool. I was like, man, I wish I was cool enough to have a <laughs> space where, where people recorded their music. Bro, I can't take, I can't take the credit. Them guys, are like, I, you know, I did what I could, but Cap is like a real engineer, engineer. Like this man, yeah. You know, a lot of that studio was built upon that man. Like they, they built a soundproof door, bro. Like legitimate studio soundproof door with the insulation and everything, like ceiling and all that shit. So. Then, Cap is different, bro. Yeah, no, nah, very different, very different. But I mean, you said he went to he went to school for that, right? Um, well, Carl went for audio engineering. Cap is like he's a, he went to school to become a mathematician. So, wow. I don't, yeah, how many people do you know? Yeah, none. Actually, I don't know a single mathematician. Damn. Yeah. So that's um, crazy. You got a little squad, a nice little, a nice little squad put together. For sure. And then our homie Drew plays keys for uh, TCB. Uh, was a long time friend. Grew up with him. He's part of the collective. And then Nouvelle was our latest uh, addition. You know, I grew up with Nouvelle, but he didn't really come into his own into, like, I want to, uh, you know, I want to do this thing. We'll throttle him to, like, maybe, like, four or five years ago. And then ever since, we've been kind of pushing forward. By the way, I definitely got new shit that I got to play for y'all, but I can't play for you. Just, no, no, no. Yeah. no, it's cool. It's cool. We'll, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll definitely. Uh, I remember. To that. I, I wish I remember what event it was, but it was like an open mic kind of thing, and you were there with Novell, and they were like, "Does anybody got some music they want to play or song they want to play?" He steps up. This big. Oh, it was the sneaker drive we went to. Sneaker drive. There you go. Yeah. And okay. he's this big dude. I was like, "Who's this nigga?" All right, let me see what he got. And then once the vocals come out, I said, "What?" <laughs> Yeah, everyone thinks he's a rapper. <laughs> I can't dress nobody. Oh, yeah, so I didn't. I, I definitely didn't expect him to. <laughs> I definitely didn't expect him to come out like that. I was just like, damn, this shit, <laughs> this shit, this shit rocks. It got some nice bounce to it. And I've actually like, like I've been in the car, you know, like listening to music and like been in the car with other people, and they hear it and they just be like, mm-hmm. yo, who's this? And I'd be oh, like, man, oh, it's love. Novel, yeah, nah, but I mean, like, there's trust me, there's people who fuck with the music. I mean, I'm sure you know that, but. Yeah, the music is definitely is definitely yeah, good. He's got a music coming, bro. Way better. I believe music. it. Like I believe it. All that shit from before is garbage compared. Like we don't even fuck with that shit. So I feel like most people who make music or involved in music always say that they're just like, yeah. man, that shit that I used to make, like, nah, bro. But this new shit that I'm working on is changing the game. I feel like that's just how artists are. They're always trying to progress and, and move forward. So I'm sure you feel the same way about a lot of the art that you did back in the day. Whether it be like club yeah. flyers or any of that stuff that you're probably yeah, just like big trash. Why do niggas pay for this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I mean that's part of the game. But I mean, uh, I guess at, at this point, uh, is is uh, Nouvelle like the the primary artist, or is he like the only artist you guys are pushing right now? Uh, yeah, the Dame Society. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nouvelle. When I'm almost ready, I'd love to bring him onto the fold. I'm almost that guy. But um, oh, man. 
Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a conversation for another day. But. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Crazy talented guy, though. Crazy talented guy. Bruh, he, bruh, one of the most legendary nights I've ever had in my life, bro, was with Amo. This nigga freestyled from <laughs> the moment we met. The moment we met up, we went to U Street. He didn't stop freestyling until the, the whole way? night, bro. Literally, we would party, and then he would continue the freestyle mid-party. Afterwards? Bro. That sounds like some shit that I would do. Son, this shit was legendary, and it wasn't like funny bar. Like my man was getting it was legitimate bars. Yeah, yeah, bro. Like that's the night that Nouvelle and me and a couple other people that were there. We never forget. We always reference that night because it was the most legendary shit I've ever seen, bro. Wow. Um, yeah, man. Hashtag he, make Amo famous. <laughs> for something, bro. He could do stand. He told me his stand up comedy was his dream, and like, bro, he could do that oh, too, bro. God. Yeah, he could. <laughs> he um, could. He could. You got stories for days, man. Bro, okay, it's the true. best. My mom met him twice and loves him. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. But, um, yeah, Nouvelle is the primary focus. Um, yeah. Yeah, like, bro, like, what I really mean, this new music is, is, is definitely a game changer. Because reality is the first project with Trust Nobody and all those things. We were making, like, one, he was new to making music. So all those songs, like, you know, I was fortunate enough to play his um, project to an A and R at Atlantic, and they pretty much were like, "This is super cool. It's packaged well. It's like packaged better than most artists and everything like that." Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the following is not there, but his songwriting could use some help because, like, these songs are cool and interesting, but there's nothing that's earwarming, right? So mm-hmm. we really were focused on like writing, like his writing ability, and all those songs that he initially created were from a place of like, let's. Let's get you in the habit of creating music. You know what I mean? He was learning how to create music when he was making those songs. Mm-hmm. And so the songs that we're creating now is, you know, we're like three to four years removed maybe from then. And it's very much he spent those, though not much has been publicized. A lot of it's been like, I'm making songs. I'm really, there's, a, there's, an, there's an intent on crafting music. You know what I mean? Like there's much more focus on instead of let me cram as many things as much as possible, it's more like, well, how can I effectively convey the emotion that I'm trying to portray? And as a result, I really like, I started playing these songs for different folks and they're like, bro, yeah, when shit starts really getting behind this, I want to get behind this as well. So super excited for this new phase. And yeah, I'm just... Nah, that's, that was, that was actually... Great, actually, just the way you even kind of just explained uh, what it takes to to really cultivate basically a sound. Yeah, um, sure. You know, it's not something that's done overnight. I mean, maybe there's some people who are super fortunate where like they hop on the mic and boom, you know, like I guess they got it. But I feel like that's rarely ever even the case. Anyway, I feel like that's you really got the case. You really got to develop exactly what you want to do. Just like how, like Alistair, you as a as an athlete, you had to develop your skill set to be able to run as fast as you could, you know, on the track. But like developing a sound sounds fucking hard. You know, you know what I mean? It doesn't sound like it's, it's easy work. You it, know what it, I mean? It is. You don't want to be stuck in that cookie cutter, that lane where it's like, oh, I sound like everybody else with an auto-tune with this, with this, with this. And it just blends off. You want to stand out. You want to be able to have you and be like, oh, I heard this from this artist. And it, it is. It's, it's cultivating a sound is super difficult, bro. Like, because the thing is, even your favorite artists, not many of them have cultivated a sound, right? Like, because the thing is, it's again, it's all subjective at the end of it, and that's what makes it mm-hmm. even more difficult. Because, like, 
how do you measure progress? How do you measure you've gotten better at something? Is by the, if more people enjoy it, well, but how do you, how can you, how do you measure that? Yeah. yeah. But you do start to learn that it's a lot of it is programming, right? Like I was watching something the other day where a lot of melodies haven't changed over the years. Like no. that's just a fact of the matter. Melodies have pretty much remained consistent. Sure. The drum patterns have changed. The sounds have changed, but melodies have kind of been around for hundreds of years, if not thousands. And, um, that's how you start to become effective as a songwriter is like, how do I manipulate my audience? And that may, that might have a bad connotation, but how do I like play off of nostalgia? Like how do I play off of something that they already identify with? And now that they've identified it, how do I inject my perspective? Because the difference between an artist that you really love versus an artist that you're cool with is how much you respect their perspective how much you're in alignment with their perspective. Because yeah. a certain song that's going to be like the soundtrack for your, you know, there's albums that we know that were soundtracks for certain moments of our lives. And, there's, sure. and that was because the perspective of that artist was in such an alignment with what you're going through. But what that artist had to do was in focus on their perspective. Like they couldn't tell another story. And that's why certain artists are timeless because even if someone's writing for them, they're making it a point to write based off of the eyes that that the artist, um, is singing through. artist is singing through and you know you know humans been on this earth for so like not many things are going to change like sure the context for a lot of things change but our feelings heartbreak feels the same it felt the same way 100 years ago it's going to feel the same way 100 years from now and therefore when you tap into heartbreak and you really decide that you're going to be vulnerable with heartbreak then you know that song is going to stay around and that's kind of what i've been trying to push move out towards like understanding that being an artist like if anyone could do it everyone would do it right yeah and it now more than ever everyone is trying to do it but what you have to remind yourself is that you are doing you are giving a gift to your audience, right? Like you are giving them something that they can't find elsewhere. They can find the sonics, they can find this, they can find that. But your story, the way that they're gonna associate listening to you is an experience that only you can give them. And the more you focus on that aspect of it, that I'm giving them my truth, then you have nothing more to worry about because people are gonna identify with your truth. You're always gonna find people. It might take you five years, it might take you 10, it might take you one year, but you're going to find people who are who identify your truth because we all, at the end of it, we don't want to be alone. And we find comfort yeah. in hearing other people's words going through the same things that we're going through. We're going through, yeah. To quote, to quote Drake's pops, only real music's going to last. All the other bullshit's here today, on tomorrow. For sure. See? Yeah, no, that's real. Damn. I get in the booth now, dog. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That was inspiring. <laughs> yeah, man. but. Nah, like, like for real, man. Like, I feel like I have I haven't heard anybody in a long time really sit down and, and explain, uh, just kind of everything you just explained because I really can't run it back and articulate <laughs> the way you just did. But everything that goes into you know your music and and when you are making music, I feel like everyone feels like we're in a microwave generation of like artists popping out. And I mean that may be the case, but again, I feel like a lot of the time it's a lot of work that we're not seeing uh, that's going on in the background that leads to the point of you being introduced to so-and-so when they get to, you know, the, mm-hmm. your, your face. So 
because I feel like a lot of the time, you know, you go back to a lot of like artists' categories, and I'll randomly pick an artist. Like you probably don't listen. To, I don't know if you listen to it. Duke, you know who Duke Deuce is? Yeah. Yeah. So Duke Deuce, right? He's essentially been doing the same thing, like th- what it, like his like wave of like crunk music mm-hmm. forever. You know what I mean? Like since like he's been rapping since the beginning. And like I heard some of his older songs compared to what he's been making now, and I'm like, yo, dude's been mad consistent doing what he's always done, and he's now finally getting some recognition for what he's done. Now, granted, you might, I mean, I, I don't know how you feel about being consistent with something for a really long time. Eventually, it has to work out. I mean, eh, I, there's some I mean, people who don't get to make was, it, uh, but like. I was listening to some podcast, and they were like, they were speaking on how Griselda had their wave and their impact. And they were like, Griselda opening the door back up is going to bring a lot of older rappers like Lloyd Banks, who's trying to resurface, or a lot of other G-Unit guys. And I was like, We'll see. And then, lo and behold, Lloyd Banks just dropped some freestyles recently. So I was like, oh, shit. Well, I mean, I think, Bryce, what you were saying is 100% true, though. I think we have to start defining what make it looks like, right? You know, at the end of the day, because the same one thing I tell Nuba all the time is like, if you can make what you're making right now, off of rap, doing music, you know, you made it. Off of music, yeah, you made it. Yeah, because you're lit, you were able to live a comfortable life off of doing what you love, right? And, I think that's where, because if you do something for 10 years, right, if you, hopefully along the way, you are reiterate, like you're on, you're constantly like, all right, this didn't work, let me approve upon this. Like right. if you're doing the same exact way, yeah, you're not going to get the results. But sure. if you do something for 10 years, if you literally only get 10 fans that are really fans and you get like maybe 100 listeners, Across 10 years, those 10 fans, if all of them are paying you $10 a month, you now, you I can't do the math, but you have now 100 no, fans. No, I was just saying. 100 fans right. are paying $10 a month across 10 years. Now you're able to make a living off this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's really about one, understand, again, if you understand the intent, if you understand this is a gift that you like, you are born to make this music then you're going to make the music regardless of what the results are netting you, but you're constantly going to tweak upon your results to get better results. And as a result, damn, it's a result mad times, but as a result, <laughs> you will get to where you're going. Like anything, like you guys are the pocket. Like the first thing I told you guys is like, man, good shit. Because I remember what it sounded like from the beginning versus what it sounds like now. And that's Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, still got still got some climbing to do, but yeah, I appreciate sure. I appreciate that for sure. But I mean, it ain't no fun if there wasn't a if there wasn't a challenge to doing it. So I mean, that also plays a factor into it. And again, we're running up against this uh this six minute clock that's staring me dead in the face. Amen. Now I feel like we we've been we've been really rolling and and, and having a, a a solid time with this episode of the podcast. But I guess before we get out of here, because I am trying to go grill these turkey burgers that I had uh, prepared a little earlier. Um, <laughs> Is there anything that you uh you want to leave the people with with lay before we get out of here? Nah, man. Um, if there's one thing, don't listen to everyone who's telling you, oh, you got to pick up a trade, you got to figure something to do to maximize your time during quarantine. I mean, it's cool if you have the capabilities to do that, but at the same time, we're going, we're all mourning as a as a world. Like we've never experienced something like this. So take the time to heal, do what you got to do, and just focus on enjoying your life. Like. At the end of the day, you can be hustling forever, but if you don't enjoy what you're doing, what's the point of hustling? So, mm. just mm. 
Take it. What's crazy is you started by saying you ain't had nothing to say. That's what. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> it just, you're right. I don't know. I just can't. It's, it's just been blowing me. A lot of people be fit. A lot of like, and there's good intent behind it. So I don't want to like chastise people who are trying yeah. to motivate others to do better in their lives. But when we start condemning, like you need to take this time to do this, like well, also I was used to a routine for the past five years, and now I don't it's get completely to see my thrown family. Off. Yeah, yeah. I I don't get to do the things that make me happy. So what what now? What are you gonna? How do you f- fulfill that? And it's like, you no, know, mental health is a real thing. Like you, you got to take care of yourself. You got to take care. Of, yeah. So that's that's. Thank you, man. You want to, yeah, social media? You want to just, you know, uh, follow you? I mean, yeah, you, you can follow me at the Lilac District on <laughs> on Instagram. Um, if you really want to see pictures of me and my fiance and occasionally what, what I'm up to, you can follow me at lemmy.d on Instagram. But um, yeah, those are my socials. All right. Thank you, man. And Alistair, uh, do you want to leave the people with your stairs to greatness for this week? Most definitely. I'm keeping it short and sweet because I'm looking at that timer, too. Um, this week's Stairs to Greatness is dive into something new. You know, just try something new. You, you'll be surprised how much you enjoy it. Cool. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Dr. Underscore Do Work. Twitter's the same thing. Make sure you follow our podcast page, AMB period podcast, AMB period podcast on Instagram. Make sure you check out our YouTube page. Just a and B podcast, look us up. We're right there. Not the A and B podcast conversation. F them. Guys. Why would you even bring their names up? Because you know, I don't want the people to get confused. You just gave them niggas so much clout, bro. <laughs> so um, much clout. Make sure you like and subscribe to our videos because you know we're dropping this content for y'all. Much appreciated to everybody who's checking us out, everybody who's locked in and tuned in with us. Many blessings and thank you very much. Co-host. Um, yeah, man, to build on top of what Alistair said, you know, we appreciate everybody listening to the podcast and checking it out. Um, you know, let us know how you feel about the podcast. Let us know if you want to be on the podcast. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're going to continue dropping content. Oh, merch coming soon. Merch coming soon. Um, yeah, merch is definitely on the way coming soon. Um, yeah, man, we're Support. just looking to really push and promote everything that's going on within the area. Um, and so pretty much, uh, without further ado, uh, Lay, is there, um, I guess, any music in particular that, you know, you would like to hear at the end of this episode? Uh, preferably something I can access from YouTube and Rip, or if you have the MP3 of whatever it is. Um, but New music. I feel like I really want to take this time to support someone, but I don't know who's dropped something. Oh, Kabi. Kabi uh, dropped a song, All Blessings, Kabi. All Blessings by Kabi? Yeah. I'm going to need you to send me the uh, the spelling of all that, but... Gotcha. At the end of this episode, you're going to hear All Blessings by Kabi. Uh, this is the AMB Podcast. Thank y'all for listening. Peace. Yow. All blessings. Conceives of the vibe, all testing. Get the ease for your mind, no stress. No fee for the ride and no excess, no. All blessings. Easy to vibe, don't test it. Get the ease for your mind, no stress. There's no fee for the ride and no excess. Now that you know you want that feeling. You ain't say my number for no reason. Hit my line, give me a call. I can take you where you need to go. Yeah. I'ma check your pace, this ain't regular. You know how I play, it's a level up. You always know it's safe when you live with us. They hate you, live it up, cause they don't live enough. Oh, no.
taxes, no All blessings, the seeds of the vibe don't test it Get the ease for your mind, no stress There's no fee for the writing, no excess, no They faking it a hypocrite, just let it be I see the way it's people, they don't get at me They're full of misery and I got inner peace No one knows I'm sinning, but it's only greed We ain't never hired, no more settling Yeah. Uh-huh.